Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf and this episode about the book Who Not How by Dan Sullivan and Dr. Benjamin Hardy. Keep listening to find out the question that you need to be asking yourself to get more done and increase your freedom. Welcome back. Thanks for joining. I'm your host, Steph Clark, and each week I bring you the three big ideas from the best nonfiction business books that I have been reading and do the reading so you don't have to. This week is the book Who Not How by Dan Sullivan and Dr. Benjamin Hardy. I'll be sharing the three big ideas about that and what I thought of the book as we go through this episode. And if you haven't already signed up for my fortnightly newsletter, The Bookmark, I recommend you do. There is a new edition coming out this week. Each fortnight I share with you what I've been reading, some book reviews and recommendations, and also some podcasts to be listening to as well. I've also been guesting on a couple of podcasts recently. One of them isn't coming out until a couple of months' time, so I'll share that update with you when it is released. But last week I was interviewed and the interview was released with the conversation I had with Shane Hatton on the Phone Calls with Clever People podcast. I had a really great conversation about books, about learning, and about how I got into reading and, and really how I think about learning more broadly, not just about the books that I read or using books as learning, but actually how I apply learning and a learning mindset to pretty much everything I do. It was very awesome to talk to Shane who is an author himself and also is a fellow learning nerd. So if that sounds up your street I'll pop a link to that in the show notes so you can head over to that or just search phone calls with clever people in your podcast browser and you'll find that episode in there too. All right let's get on with this episode about the book Who Not How. Let me tell you a little bit more about the book and the author's. What if everything you did was your choice, including how you spend your time, how much money you make, with whom you have relationships, and only doing work that aligns with your purpose? Sound hard? It's actually as simple as changing the core question you ask yourself. When you want to accomplish something, stop asking, how can I do this? And instead ask, who can do this for me? This question at the heart of the who, not how philosophy may seem simple, but don't let the lack of complexity fool you. By mastering who, not how, you will quickly learn how billionaires and successful entrepreneurs like Dan Sullivan, who's one of the authors, build incredible businesses and personal freedom along with massive success. About the two authors, so Dan Sullivan is the world's foremost expert on entrepreneurship and has coached more successful entrepreneurs than anyone else on the planet. He is the co-founder of The Strategic Coach, the leading entrepreneurial coaching program in the world and author of more than 50 publications on entrepreneurial success. Over the last 30 plus years, Strategic Coach has provided teaching and training to more than 20,000 entrepreneurs. Dr. Benjamin Hardy is an organizational psychologist and best-selling author of Willpower Doesn't Work and Personality Isn't Permanent, two books. His blogs have been read by more than 100 million people and are featured on Forbes, Fortune, CNBC, Cheddar, Big Think and many others. He is a regular contributor to Inc. and also Psychology Today. And from 2015 to 2018, he was the number one writer in the world on Medium.com. There's a lot of biggest and things in the world, wasn't there, in all of that introduction. Anyway, all of that was taken from whonothow.com. If this book sounds interesting to you, if you head over there, there's some additional articles, resources, cheat sheets and videos to whet your appetite if you are into some of the ideas that I'll share very shortly. Now, those of you who've been paying attention and maybe those of you who are already subscribed to my bookmark newsletter, 
may remember that this book actually I gave a very low star rating to. I actually only gave it one star. If you follow me on Goodreads, you might have seen that as well. So it's fair to say I did not enjoy this book. I will tell you why a little bit more as we get into the episode. So there's a little bit of clickbait for you there. But first, let's get into the three big ideas from the book, Who, Not How, by Dan Sullivan and Dr. Benjamin Hardy. Big idea number one, Who, Not How. Essentially, this is a book about delegation. And most of us, when faced with a challenge, ask ourselves, how will I do this? Whether it's fixing our website, planning meals for the week, or booking a trip. But instead of asking how, we should really be asking who. And this is the big question that is alluded to in that intro I talked about just moments ago. Because there is likely someone out there who can do it better, faster, with less stress, more skill, and potentially cheaper than we could do it ourselves. So this book itself is actually a who not how project. Ben Hardy saw Dan Sullivan speak, liked this concept that he spoke about and wanted to write the book on it. And essentially Dan let him. So having this mindset of who not how as a default allows you to create bigger things than you could do alone and focus on other things that maybe the things that you are better at. Ultimately, it comes down to putting results above effort and going for where you can get the better outcome rather than necessarily where you can put the most effort in. So that's big idea number one, who, not how. Big idea number two is let the who do the how. For this to work, you need to let the who do the how. That's why they're there in the first place. You need to get out of their way and give them permission to do what it is that they do best. After all, they are the specialist and your role is to set the vision. Dan actually uses something called an impact filter for his who's. And this covers why the particular thing or the project or the task is important, what the success criteria would look like, what's at stake and and some things that are around what could go wrong or any potential problems that might come up. The book suggests looking at your goals for the next 90 days or activities for the next 90 days and running a bit of a who audit over, over them to ask yourself who can help you achieve those. Now, I like that as a a particular approach in terms of running it over your 90-day goals or activities, whatever it is you've got coming up. You could even do that on a weekly or even a daily basis on your to-do list. If you're looking at it and thinking, wow, there's a lot on there, really challenging yourself and thinking, which of these things are adding little to no benefit for me doing? Which of these things could I find a who to do them than necessarily asking myself how I am going to do them? So that's big idea number two, let the who do the how. Finally, big idea number three is freedom. And yes, it is essential to now have George Michael's Freedom 1990 in your head after this. All right, freedom is is one of the core ideas in the book. And actually the book is structured around the four types of freedom you will achieve and access or unlock when you use this who not how approach. The four types of freedom, first of all, is time. And that's probably kind of obvious. If you're not doing something, you free up your time to do other things. Money, which is because whilst, yes, finding someone else to do those particular things might cost you money, ultimately what you're doing is is doing a different value exchange. So you free up or create some money freedom because you can focus on higher value activities, which are actually going to bring in more money for your own business or the work you do for the company you work for, whatever that context is for you, because you can focus on the things that are going to make the bigger difference and, and the higher value activities. The third type of freedom is relationship freedom. This is where you create transformational relationships by being a who to other people. So maybe you are a who for other people as well and finding good who's to help you work better and smarter. 
and then fostering those relationships in a non-transactional way and in a really transformational way so that everyone ends up doing the work that is most valuable to them and allows them to operate at their best. And you create great relationships in the process of doing that. Finally, the fourth type of freedom is purpose. So this allows you to do the bigger things you might want to do in life that maybe won't happen otherwise because you don't have the skills or the time or the resources to do it. There was a great example of this in the book with the freedom of purpose, where there was a lady called Karen who wanted to write her grandmother's biography. And this was something that had been on her to-do list, on her bucket list, on her life list for, for a long time. Her grandmother was an important civil rights activist in the 1920s and actually helped get certain segregation laws changed in the US. So for Karen, this was a really important and very personal project. So she had started this and she'd written some pages and realized that writing a biography is actually almost a full-time job in itself to do it well, especially if you are not an accomplished biographer. Karen had her own very busy job and this was something that then just wasn't really happening. Funnily enough, Karen got approached by another person who wanted to also research and write a book about Karen's grandmother because this person was researching African-American civil rights activists and important ones from that period of time, had come across Karen's grandmother's details and wanted Karen's help in writing the book. Karen's initial response, interestingly, and it's probably one that we can all associate with in some way, Karen's initial response was one of a bit of threat in that she thought, no, no, I'm going to write the book about my grandmother. It's my grandmother. And this woman is competition. After a conversation with Benjamin, what she then later realized with some questioning around this was actually wouldn't isn't this actually going to get the book written? Why don't you ask this biographer to work with you on your grandmother's biography? Maybe it will actually either it will get done, it will be really highly produced because this this particular other person was a, a professional biographer and had studied this particular area, will have access to all different things, has published books before, she actually can help with that process as well. So is this actually a collaboration over com competition approach and mindset and the who not how question, is that not actually going to be more important? Because ultimately Karen's purpose was to get her grandmother's story out there. So I thought this was really interesting. It was a good example of this freedom of purpose. And actually you can free the things, the visions you have in life or the purpose you have in life more or quicker or differently or in a better way by of taking a who not how approach. So those are the four types of freedom. Big idea number three, time, money, relationship and purpose. So there we go. Three big ideas from the book, Who Not How, by Dan Sullivan and Benjamin Hardy. Big idea number one, Who Not How. Big idea number two, Let the Who Do the How. And big idea number three, Freedom. Now, I, I mentioned earlier that this was not a book I loved because it was a book that didn't need to be a book, quite frankly, in, in, my, in my opinion. And look, there's lots of people who disagree with me. It's book, this book is rated pretty highly on Goodreads and on Amazon. So I'm just sharing my personal view and I will tell you why. So to me, this book didn't need to be a book. There was, you could actually read the first part of the introduction, get all of the main ideas and probably have enough to go and apply 80% of the, the benefits or get 80% of the benefits from the ideas in the book. Actually, the title itself, the, the idea I like, the idea is great. Who not how? Great. Love the question. Very punchy. You actually, that's kind of all you need. Like just knowing that you need to ask yourself who can do this rather than how can I do it is enough. In fact, if you didn't even really want to read the introduction or that first part that I said we'd get the most benefit from, you could just take the title of the book. That would be enough. The other thing I found, I don't know if there was a word count involved or a page count involved from the publisher. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure. But 
the the ideas just they just built on things that just didn't need building on they were very self-explanatory and you ended up with quite long chapters and sections which probably just didn't need to be that long it could have been a really great blog post on medium or on ink or on one of these other publications that dan and and benjamin both write in it could have been a fantastic blog article it didn't need to be a book this was my main problem with it Another couple of things that just didn't work for me in the book and the style was I found it a little bit self-indulgent. Benjamin talks a lot about his examples of where he has been using who, not how. And I don't know, there was just something about them that I didn't love the style of. Now, I've actually followed Benjamin's work for some time and particularly his work on Medium for a few years now. And I've always quite liked his style, but there's something about the style of this book and how he brings up his own experiences or his own examples on it, which just jarred with me. It's completely a personal preference thing, but something else that I found a little bit yeah, self-indulgent in, in places. And then the other one was the fact that a large number of the examples in the book, particularly in the first half of the book of where someone has found who, not how, are examples of men, very busy executive men, struggling to do their either their life admin stuff or some more administrative tasks in their business or in, in their lives and finding women to to do those things for them. Now, these women were compensated. They were, I assume, well looked after as members of of their teams. But there was just something about this consistent example of men being too busy and women having to come in and be the organisers or the fixers for these generally more administrative type problems or organisational type problems just, I don't know. I mean, it's 2020. Well, I mean, this book was out last year, so it's 2020. Those are really the best examples we've got of who, not how, and finding people to help enhance your life and your business. Yeah, that just it just didn't sit well with me. I just think that it was a missed opportunity to maybe share some better or different examples that don't just build into various different stereotypes there that were, were coming out pretty, pretty strong and clear in the book. The final thing I didn't really like is just the repetitiveness of who, not how. Ugh. It's over and over and over again. They say, who, not how, who, not how, who, not how in the book. And look, I mean, it sticks with you. <laughs> I'll give them that. But on one page, I counted nine places where they said, who, not how. And I just thought, no, too much, too much. This is far too much for me. I do not like this. So look, the, the idea is great. The main concept of the book is fantastic. We should all definitely be asking ourselves that question. I have found myself asking myself this question. My friend Leanne from the First Time Facilitator, we often, she knows my feelings on this book, she'll often laugh at me and ask me who, not how, when we're having conversations about you know, what we're working on at the moment and time, etc. Now, luckily, my friend, you have a who. I have done the reading for you. So hopefully a combination of this podcast and maybe if you go and read the, go and go to the Who Not How website and see some of the templates and things as well, that will give you enough to be dangerous with and not have to invest the time. You can spend that time reading a different book or doing something else or staying in bed, whatever it is you want to do with that time instead that you can reinvest because I have done the reading so you don't have to. So there we go. If you have read this book, I'd love to hear what you thought. Did you have similar feelings? Did it blow your mind? Did you love it? I would love to discuss. You can find me on LinkedIn or Instagram. Contact details are in the show notes as usual. But otherwise, until next time, happy reading.